Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Joe Talk Radio. It is, I don't know what the date is. It's the, date. It's the 23rd of September. It's like the summer has just flown right on by. I don't know. I don't know what happened to summer. Thing you know, you know, one time, you know, I'm out in my, my video having a beer and now it's like it's dark at like 10 o'clock. So I don't know what's going on. But like uh, people watching already. So Janie Larkin Miser is listening, and Kathy Long is also listening. Hit those like buttons. So Greg Dutra is watching. John Lupo. Hey John, how you doing? Um, if you know, other people are watching already. We've only been on the air like That's great. So stay tuned, folks. As later we're going to be talking about um, what not to do as a martial instructor. Um, we've already. Uh, in the green room, for those of you that are in the green room, we uh, I talked a little bit about a little bit of stuff about you know you know I guess I guess the subject shouldn't be what not to do, but is acceptable as a martial instructor. Um, well, you guys out there, listen, are probably martial artists or martial arts instructor, but we know that that you know, martial arts is is all about par for course. I mean, if you learn martial arts, you're they're going to get, you know, bruise here and there, black eyes, lip, what have you. Um, and, and, you know, as, as a martial instructor, my life, accidents happen, stuff like that. Um, but you know, where's the line between instructor negligence for the class and accident? So, you know, that's something we're um, to discuss with you all. Um, also, sexual harassment in the dojo, that is a no, no. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, what else? Um, uh, yelling at the uh, yelling at students in front of other students, um, berating students. Uh, Kathleen Irwin had uh, met other uh, other students. Alvarez is also watching. Hey, Robert Feather is watching of Apache knife fighting. If uh, you've never seen uh, Apache knife fighting, uh, you know, look up Robert Feather on Facebook. He's a badass. Uh, David Master is also watching. Thanks for watching. Danny Golden, how you doing, Danny? Anyhow, so I'd like to hear from you guys. So I'd like to hear from Amy and Eric and, and John Po and Kat. Uh, Matty Evans is watching also. He's a uh, in Australia, down under. Um, let's see. Other another um, subject that was suggested by who was this? Oh, by Kat, by Kathy Long. She suggests how about pairing other students? That shouldn't be a no. So you know you don't want to be like you know. Well, what do you mean you can do that yet? I mean, John 
Johnny's doing it. How come you can't? You know, stuff like that. Um, um, so come students playing favorites. There's there's a lot of stuff that uh, that we can talk about as far as what not to do as an instructor. And, and again, I want to hear from you guys. Give us a call a little bit later for seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Um, Rick said, "I'm here." Hi, Rick, and I'm here. So <laughs> Dehus is also watching. How you doing, Cuz? Nice to see you. Look at all those likes. Oh my God! Keep pressing. Likes. You, you know, if you like what you see, if you like the show, hit the share button below. There should be a share button below. I hope there is. Share it and uh, tell people why you like listening to the show because we can't do the show without you our supporters and our fans and our listeners and stuff like that. Please share this show. What not to do a martial arts instructor. So, anyway, Michelle Manu, how you doing, sister? Michelle Manu is also uh, watching, and she writes, how about not, not regularly developing and investing in your instructors? I've had two messages recently from men that their instructors won't give them any time to develop them any further. That's a good so we'll we'll go ahead and touch on that also. Just from me later, Michelle. <laughs> so anyway, I, I like that. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, and uh, get on with the show. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start with birthdays. I'm a little right now, so I've only like to uh, to do for it at the moment. That's okay. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Computer's running really slow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's move on to the birthdays. Um, as far as um for today. My friend Deb Campbell is having her birthday today. Oh, it is today for Daniel Hecht. Hans Daniel Hecht's birthday today. Also got uh, Harris, Joan Diaz, Matthew Caitlin, Butch Pittman, Brian Nett. And on Monday, tomorrow, we've got Tim Kiss, a whip-cracking nightstone friend of mine. Happy birthday. A former Tai Chi student of mine, Johnny Bowman, is also having her birthday tomorrow. Harry Shriver, Scott Conaway, uh, Russell Northrup, um, Ninpo Internacional is also having their birthday tomorrow. On Tuesday, the 25th, we've got Jennifer Hallman, who is a current Tai Chi student of mine. Aprilin Brown, um, uh, back then, back in the high school days, April. Lynn Burke, her birthday is also on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, Chris Whitmore, and who else? And Java uh, and Nathan Barnett. On Wednesday, who do we have for Wednesday here? Nobody. On Thursday, we've got Vigmia Hara and Corky Davis. Friday, we've got, oh wait, I'm sorry, also on Thursday is Aaron Burke. And on Friday, we've Chris Frazier, Derek Smith, Michelle Sifu, Michelle Miller, and who else? And good friends Ray Lingo, from a, a 
Kukan karate uh, brother of mine from years ago. Um, and also a high school friend of mine, Dave Rickman. On Saturday, the 29th, we've got Kevin Hufford, um, Azteca Guerrero, Vince Maurer, and so for everybody, third <laughs> September 23rd, I don't even know when that Saturday is. My calendar up here is stuck on June. <laughs> But for everyone who had a birthday this week, this is for you. Birthday week. So we had a bunch of people come on to, to join us today for tonight's subject, What Not to Do as a Martial Arts Director. We got uh, Stephen Hayes himself. Watch. Thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, Tina Fuller. Hey, Tina from Michigan. Raph Akamso, one, uh, one of my old students from back in the day. We've still got Robert Suttles watching. Kathleen Irwin joined us. Um, Johnson Jenny's also uh, watching. Hey, apparently, Rick Bear out there. He said his birthday is on the 21st. Happy birthday, Rick. See, Fushman and Span is also watching. Nate Halbridge is watching. Andrew Jen. <gasps> How many people can I hear watching? Let's get let's get like 20 people watching, folks. If you if you kind of like this subject or even like it a lot, what not do as a martial arts instructor? Share this post. Share this with people you know, martial arts friends. And, um, martial arts instructors and stuff like that. And the night show is not so much what I think martial arts instructors shouldn't do, but rather what you guys and gals out there think martial arts instructors not do, as well as me. Because, um, you know, what's allowed in one dojo is probably, you know, a no in another dojo or a complete moral. No, no, no. Um, everywhere else. So, you know, I, you know, I just um, kind of want to get your guys' take on that. So, Kevin Salcedo was also watching. Danny Bolden is watching and says, an instructor should never put students in timeout when they are acting up. Give them more push-ups. <laughs> Peter Nixon is watching. So, you know, um, considering that I was around a chicken with my head cut off, day i didn't get together any of my news and stuff like that you know let's just officially open up this subject why don't we um here's our phone number three seven six seven seven zero six nine nine give us all want to talk live because you know what it's easier than typing in the comments <laughs> so um so let's just start with um with Master Danny's comment here that uh, instructors should never put this in timeout when they're acting up, give more push-ups. Um, so what do you guys think about that? Now, if you teach children, you know, you 
not have used the timeout thing, right? Um, personally, I've used the timeout for very small children. I have a class called Tiny Tigers, and that class is for kids ages four to six. Now, you know, if if a kid is no, there's some factors I think um, contribute to that. Number one, they're you know have been taught by their parents, you know. What is appropriate behavior? Number two, you know, if they're preschool or kindergarten, first grade or whatever, you know, what kind of, kind of uh, influence are they getting there at school? But, you know, no matter what kids are going to be kids, they're not little adults. That's just my opinion. But, you know, for me, time out worked for me for little kids. For my, my tiny years class, it was 30 seconds horse dance in the corner while the rest of the class was doing something super fun. And then when that 30 seconds was up, I'd say, Johnny, your 30 seconds is up. Do you know why you were put in your horse dance timeout? Yes, ma'am. Okay, come on up. And then the fun, the super, super fun activity stops. So usually a kid only, you know, gets like maybe one or two of those horse horse dance timeouts. They realize, hey, if I if I act appropriately, I like to do some fun too. <laughs> so so it works for me. Um, now of course older kids. You know, I also have used push-ups. I've used horse dance. I've used plank. I've used plank up knuckles. I've used you know sit in what I call a what I call the second floor elevator sit up, which is pretty much a crunch that's held above above the floor. And uh, I've tried that, and those work also. Um, however, I do believe that that for little little kids, um, timeouts can be of of some use. Not for all kids, but can be of some use because sometimes kids do get overwhelmed, even though they have fun. Because you can put ups. Um, it, I guess it depends on on the context, at least for little kids. Right. Okay. So if you, you know, why did you money when you should be looking at me dropping? Give me fifty. Well, you know, now it's obvious to that little kid, even at four years old, that it's a punishment. Right. Um. So you know, how do you, how do you, how do you convince a child that knuckle push-ups on hard hardwood floor is good for you? the same time as being a punishment. So there you go. Now, Garrett Clint's also uh, joining him here, and he writes, if the student is disruptive to the entire class, then the timeout is almost essential to the development of the other students. I agree, uh, Master, Master Garrett. I agree. Because, you know, you can't have, have some you know, one kid Kids or they want to listen, want to learn, and want to find out how to do drill. Then you know we can't be trying to you know play you know psychological game with the four-year-old. We can't say, well, you know why we have to listen to seafoods. We do that so the way we show respect and not respectful. Da, 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 da. No, and sometimes four-year-olds don't even know what respect means. I've met 
six-year-old that didn't know what the word respect means. He just knew what the word was, but he didn't exactly know what it meant. And, you know, I think back to when I was five years old, and, you know, I thought respect meant listen to your parents, otherwise you get swatted in the butt. <laughs> Is that really respect? But that's how I learned. You see what I'm saying? So you know, when it comes to, you know, little kids learning consequences, but I think it has to be different. So, and I've, I've seen instructors, like, give six-year-olds push-ups and then yelling at them to start over because they can do them right. Yes. You know, and these are white belts, right? And they, they can't even, they can't even, like, control their body yet, you know? Not saying all, because I've met some four-year-olds that can do some pretty kick-ass push-ups. <laughs> but I've but I've also met some eight year olds that can't do push up. You know, they've got the stay back and stuff like that. And yes, that includes boys. It's not just girls with the girly pups. I've seen boys do it. In fact, I've seen boys far often do the sway back kind of a push up they do girls. <laughs> Misty Fishbone is also watching she says, I've seen adults that don't know what respect is. <laughs> he goes, I've met people in the parties that don't even know what respect is. Um, and, um, there is a seriously fine line between respect and intimidation. Yes, exactly. You know, I remember that reminds me of, um, you know, some YouTube videos that I watched uh, few years back, you know, it was about some guy picking a fight with another guy because the other guy didn't respect the first guy, you know, you go respect me, you go respect me, boy, you can respect me, you know, and of course, there's a lot of swearing and stuff going on, and just because the other guy didn't cow or, or, you know, you know, show respect or whatever, um, in the way that the first person wanted it, that other first guy wanted to pick a fight. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I've got to earn it. You know, just go walking down the street expecting everyone to rescue. I've met teenagers like that, folks. You know, entitled teenagers that are like, don't respect me. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> respect you for what? You know? Um, and uh, that leads into an memory I have of when I used to teach at a uh, middle school in the Central District. Now, here in Seattle, <clears throat> the Central District is, depending on where in the Central District you go, it's known as hood. And this middle school is like in the middle of it all, right? And anyway, I was, I was teaching a after-school martial arts program there, and uh, the kids kept walking past the lunchroom where I held the, where I class and they would make wah noises. They would stop in front of the door and do like this kind of stuff. Wah, wah, wah. Right? <laughs> Ridiculous. You know? So one time I said, do you mind? And I slammed the door shut. And the kids are picking it. And I hear you know, shouting on the other end. And I opened the door and I went, what? And then, and one of the kids was, was like, man, what? Why you why you diss me? You gonna respect me? You know, and I'm like, no, I don't. 
And I looked at it in the eye and I said, for what? For what? For coming all in here acting like a fool? What? Shut the door again. And, but there you go. You know, here are these kids that are demanding respect when they can't even earn it. It's just crazy. Um, John Lupo said, I would have, I would have said, I think we have our volunteers for the day. I think we have our ukes. <laughs> you guys want to practice that hip flip? There they are. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Maddie Elvins writes in, says, the difference in my opinion is respect is a case of being cruel to be kind and intimidation is a case of ramming them into mud for the thrill. That again, because I didn't understand that. <laughs> Okay, I'll read this again, Eddie. The difference, in my opinion, is respect is a case of being cruel to be kind, and intimidation is a case of ramming them into the mud for the real. You know, the latter is just being an asshole. It's not necessarily intimidation. It's just being an asshole and a bully. But I guess it's part of the intimidation. Um, but I, I, I'm curious to find out, Maddie, what you mean by cruel to be kind. How is Cruel to be kind, a definition. I'm interested. Okay. Lindsay Mansua is also watching. Thanks for watching, Lindsay. She she owns um, a wonderful show, and uh, she right one is a dance. Starting at five minutes, and we go from there. They like it, so they pay attention. That's right. You know, you give them a redirection that is something that is a little bit less than fun. The rest of the class is having fun, right? And then they come in. Oh, nope, horse dance again. Now it's seven minutes, right? The rest of the class is doing something fun. They come back out. Whoop, fun. <laughs> you know, for me, I, I usually have a three strikes rule. Three strikes, you know, then then the horse dance or the push-ups or whatever it is that I give, depending on age, you know, goes to like 50 to 100, depending, depending on the nature of the infraction. I won't undo push-ups. That is cruel and unusual punishment. I've never had anyone do that. I've never had a parent do that. They're always standing behind me. And sometimes when those kids go running to mommy or daddy, they go, oh, nope, you weren't listening. You weren't following the rules. You know, you weren't supposed to, you weren't supposed to kick up Timmy. And you did anyway when her back was turned. Oh, you got to do those push-ups. You better get in there, boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, let's back up here to the, the comments. Lupo writes in and he writes, you know, if, if you want my respect, then earn it. Some people have authority and expect instant respect from people. It's so true. You know, and I'm sure you guys have heard this from, you know, masters and grandmasters and soques and stuff. Not all, but some. The ones the ego. Do you know who I am? You know, I can. I always tell this story because it's the funniest thing ever. You know, uh, Robert Hill and I were were CD people for the Masters Hall of Fame when it when it was in Hollywood, and we, we were inside behind the behind the door. We were putting up the table tents and the and the seat reservations and just getting everything. Nice, neat, and stuff like that. And then we were going to throw in the door. Well, anyway, the guy comes in. I don't know how he got in. 
I think he came through the kitchen personally. I think that's what he did. And he, and I see him walking out, and I'm like, hello, can I help you? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm being inducted tonight into the Masters Hall of Fame. And I went, that's nice. Well, you know, doors don't open until 30, so, you know, I don't know if you can, but, you know, if you could wait outside. Well, you know, I would get my seat. The doors don't open till 630. Um, and I said, do you know who your ambassador is? He's like, uh, I forgot, but I'd like, I'd like to reserve a seat. And he said, I'd like to, I'd like to reserve my seat. Adjusting his tie and all that. And I said, I'm sorry, the doors don't open until 630. And, and like, I'd like to speak to the management. I'm like, well, you know, the hotel management can help you. You have to you have to talk to an authorized representative from the Masters Hall of Fame. I want to speak to someone from the Masters Hall of Fame. You're looking at one. And he's like, you know who I am. Cover above. And I said, Bob, you know who he is? Because <laughs> apparently he doesn't know. Um, it was <laughs> It was just, it, it, I was just so taken back. But I figured, you know, you want to be an ass? <laughs> I, I complete. I oh, my God. Um, Kathleen writes, Kathleen Irwin writes, insistent expectations and consequences of certain behaviors will help you earn the respect of all students, not just, um, the, not just correct the ruling ones. Respect doesn't need to be fear-based. Right. And that's why I said that, you know, when it comes to little kids, right, and, and some adults too, when it comes to little kids, definitions of things are based on their experience. So, you know, like the example that I, that I, that I had when I was in school, I thought respect, quote, unquote, meant you better do what mommy or daddy says or you're going to get swatted. That's not respect me. That's what it was to me at that time. Right? Now, of course, you know, some people would say, well, that's going to come in handy when they're in martial arts, you know. But you know, do you want kids going into a martial arts school thinking they're going to get swatted if they don't pay attention or do what the teacher says? You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, me, Lorcan and Miser writes, for the little ones, I used to ring and make them stand in it in ready stance and for my older kids they had to either do their farm until I'm tired or they would do push plank stance while doing cherry pickers ooh yeah I love that cherry pickers um yeah horse stance um other thing that I did was uh, have them in crane stance and every time they put the foot put a foot down to catch their balance that would be 10 extra push ups boy I tell you what you know, there was only one person that figured out, because they were in a corner, that figured out they could kind of use their elbows to keep the balance, not necessarily hold on, because they weren't allowed to hold on, but they could, you know, use their elbows to bring them back into, bring them back into balance if they, like, put their foot down. <laughs> Bless that intelligence. <laughs> Matt Stone is watching. Hey, Matt. Uh, Malakman is watching. Michael... Uh, the watching. Who else? Um, <clears throat> let's see. 
dun, dun, dun. So, Maddie, if you could explain what you meant. I don't know what that means. Um, Maddie says, I know what you're saying about kids demanding respect. I love it when people demand respect. I love the look on their face when I say, well, get off your ass and do things to earn it. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know, if people, if people, you know, demand respect, unless they are a complete asshole about it, like, do you know who I am? You know, um, I try not be, and then it becomes a conflict in, the, in that aspect. Um, anyway, he goes, push-ups is part of fun day Wednesday, so they don't think of it as a punishment. Yeah, you know, I, I've got uh, I've got kids in, uh, in fact, all the kids in my juniors and teens class that uh, that really love the challenge of push-ups, you know. How many days, Sifu, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but then and there's also the don't like push-ups, and, you know, that's okay. Um, so the baby says, I did brain stance with students in Florida, and the horse stands with weights on their arm. <laughs> Eric Gutierrez, he gave quoting uh, uh, Rafi from The Lion King, you don't even know who you are. <laughs> um John Lupo says, I don't care if they're Tom Cruise. Don't the doors don't open to thirty stone also writes. I had one of those do you know who I am moments at AAU tournament many years ago. And I looked at him and said, No, shut up <laughs> You know, you know, it just makes me wonder why why do people think that just because they wear like a, a striped hand belt around their around their gi or you know, a red belt or something like that. Some people assume anybody else, even those not in their own art, shouldn't know who the hell they are. Just throw my hands up because I, I you know, if you guys figure that out, let me know. <laughs> so, you know, some, let's go ahead and take this to um suggesting a bit earlier um you know and then then we'll get back to you know what not to do as an instructor because this has to this has something to do with it you know what discipline would be considered across the board you know appropriate okay um i'll start if christians know right off the bat that there are disciplinary measures that they're acting up i.e. 10 push-ups for, you know, mighty. Let's just say, let's just say in the 40-year-old class, okay, if you're not paying attention, we're going to have to do disciplinary measures. Whoops, I got to explain what discipline is, right? You got to do 10 push-ups. Or you got to do one minute in a horse dance. Or you got to stand in your blank for a minute or whatever, okay? And that measure for today or this month or whatever, right? In fact, you know, for for a couple of years, I actually had my Mighty Mice choose their disciplinary measure. And they only had three choices. They had push-ups, horse stance, or crane stance during that time, right? And kids, kids would vote. I think it should be horse stance. Well, why do you think it should be horse stance, Timmy? Because it's harder. And I think it would be better for learning. Okay, well, Timmy's horse stance. So this month, it's going to be horse stance. One minute. Okay, and nine percent of the person that suggests the discipline 
disciplinary measure never does anything to put themselves in that disciplinary measure. <laughs> you guys, what would you guys consider to be, you know, somewhat across the board, a acceptable form of discipline? Okay, we've already heard on in our cons horse stands. We've heard plank. We've heard crane stands. We've heard um, cherry piers. Um, you know, what would consider um, across the board acceptable? And what would be too much? Because this is all about what structures shouldn't do. You know, like completely, you know, be unrealistic for the punishment, right? So, for example, you know, there's an instructor out there that gets a wild hair up or up or her ass because a student didn't say yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, right? And make them run a run the block like, you know, four times and then come in and do 100 push-ups and stand in a horse stand with a staff across the legs and then, you know, get hit with that staff if that staff falls off their legs. You know, I think that's going a little bit overboard. And that becomes more of a sign degree slave driver type thing. So what is too much? Anyway, while we're waiting to hear from you guys, feel free to call us in case you want to save some time rather than write. Um, we're going to go back to what uh, Maddie Elvins was talking about. He said his definition was uh, was to be cruel to kind. And he says, my cruel to be I mean, do something with an individual that wouldn't normally be done so someone can reach a level of ability that both student and teacher know they can reach for, for whatever reason. There is something holding one back that the usual methods are having trouble demonstrating, I think is the word. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this again. I still didn't understand this. Cruelty means doing something with an individual that wouldn't normally be done. So someone can reach a level of ability that both student and teacher know they can reach, but for whatever reason, there's something holding back. Okay. Well, I don't understand where the cruel comes in there. <laughs> and But is that respect? You know, Natalie, if we use those words for the definition of respect, that definition applies only to a situation. Of where respect can be can be uh, applied. What is respect? That was kind of the, the uh, that was kind of the question there. Um, Stone writes now for Terry. This is in addition to his previous comment about having a uh, "Do you know who I am?" moment. He writes, "I did know who this very prominent person was, but he obviously needed a clarity moment to deflate his ego just as much." <laughs> You know who I am, <laughs> and and uh, John, do you know who I am? And he writes me. Yeah, you're the clown I ordered. <laughs> and um, he goes, punishment push-ups are a good one, but stand maybe an extra round of sparring. Mm, extra round of sparring could also considered learning, Maddie. Tom uh, Lupo says, melting student a kendo stick. That, okay, that reminds me. Who is that Who is that shoot fighter routinely 
beats up on his students. Um, I have to find the video. <laughs> I will have to find the video. In fact, I'm going to find them. This is Japanese that has a table out there. He's screen, and he's got a shy, and he will hit people upside the head if they're not they're not um, practicing to the Bashinai for punishment and to take the pain. Wow. <laughs> Let me back up here, folks, because, you know, am I, am I a supporter of dissent? Am I a supporter of something that you've got to, you know, take the pain when it comes to self-discipline. Yes, I am. However, I'm going to put um, a disciplinary measure that I would normally use on an adult child. That's just me. I mean, if you want that, that's great. And if your students are good for that, that's great. However, if you are using a child to people upside the head, I don't think applying that to a six-year-old is going to fly very well. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I mean, you know, I came up also, we've all come up with our share of push-ups, people standing on our horse dances with their feet. You know that. You know, you're a horse, someone gets up on your legs from behind. Um, my share of push-ups, horse dance, with or without somebody on my legs, horse dance with a staff across my legs, uh, plank, uh, duck walks, and you had to keep duck walking for like three minutes. Um, I've had my share of that. On the other hand, I knew, I learned that if if I misbehaved, it was it was because I made that choice to misbehave, right? Um, you know, and 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 am I support that? Yes, I am. And do I lose patience with parents that coddle their kids and don't want anything? to happen to their kid. They don't want their kid to do any kind of work. Still get promoted. I had a student that once. I had a student where um, the father just absolutely refused to have any contact. Absolutely refused to have his son have any contact. And I said, well, you know, you just said in your application that you wanted him to learn self-defense. There is going to be contact. Well, I'm like, well, it can be hard for him to get his belt in because we don't just promote on learning forms. We promote on the ability to show at least basic self-defense skills. And he's like, well, that's fine. You know, we can do private lessons if you want. I'm like, no, no, he can join our class. And I did that on purpose because I wanted the child to see all the fun things he could do. Right? But if it Touch another kid, he wasn't allowed to do it. So, after about weeks of that, you know what happened? He actually went to his dad and complained. All these kids are learning cool self defense. You wanted me to learn self defense on, on how to deal with that bully? These kids are learning it. I'm not. All of a sudden, I go ahead to let him learn self defense. And you know what? He turned into a really good black belt. <laughs> Who else do we have here watching? We got Vince Gibbs watching, Robert Jones, Daryl Sargent. How are you doing, Master Sergeant? Renee Lynn Winter is watching. Hey, Renee, how you doing? So, for those of you who are tuned in, we 
are talking a little bit about what not to do as a martial arts instructor. And I just went back to my uh, back to my control board for blog radio controls our phones, and someone just hung up. I'm so sorry. Um, it's just that I, I don't have two two screens in front of me right now. I only have one, uh, so I didn't see your call. If you guys want to call, phone numbers up there three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Give us a call. And let's talk about what you think would be appropriate uh, disciplinary measures for kids and adults, and what would be going too far. What would what the not should an instructor do as far as discipline? Um, let's see. Denny Bolden says, "Never had a parent question my method of push-ups. Please give me the thumbs up." And that's great, Master Denny. That's awesome. That's you know, it's very important that the parents have that the parents understand what's going on and why the bishops are being done and uh, give a thumbs up. You know, it, it really helps. I sure loved it when I had to give push-ups and the parents would say to their, don't come crying to me. You're the one that messed up. You're the one that has to make right by it. I love it. You know, and they say it takes a village, right? You know, the, if the parents stand in behind you and you stand behind the parents and the parents support what you do, there's your village. There's your village right there. Um, let's see. Um, my regular phone is ringing. <laughs> well, and it's one of my students. I, I, I'm wondering, you know, if he's calling because of the show, we need to call it a different number. <laughs> So we need to call a different number, Ian. Anyway, um, he's calling about the show. So sorry about that, folks. All right. Let's go ahead and dismiss that. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun. Maddie says, I know what you're saying about cuddling. It's something that really ticks me off no matter what field I see, in, whether it's a workforce, train, um, or whatever. Well, you know, I... I haven't met for any uh, parents that coddle their kids while the kids are working at age 10. <laughs> oh, I have seen parents coddle adult children. Probably a different show. It's a different show. <laughs> um, Garrett Collins quote with karate. This is a karate dojo. What a new class. <laughs> Cobra I Cobra Kassen say. Anyhow, give a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Because you know, if uh, it comes, sometimes it takes too long to 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 type, and sometimes I go off the subject while you guys are typing. So anyway, let's go ahead and take a look here. So Pam Soldoff is watching also, and Jason Velas is also watching. Hey. 19 people watching. Um, John Lupo, I could think of having the student practice longer on one of the moves they say they're having trouble with. They are both receiving discipline and maybe even getting better. And that's a good one. I like that one. He's a martial arts teacher. It's students. Maybe I should write it. Here we go. Martial arts instructor up on his students. Um, 
think I'll put it in the comments because this is crazy. Um, let's see here, comments here. Um, I saw the the name. I would I would know, but I just can't can't figure it out right off the bat. Um, but even then, it's like. I mean, you know, Japanese martial arts can be very intense, and, and you know, training in Japan can probably not be for some people. Um, but, but um, I mean, this is crazy. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I can share the uh, share the video here on my thing here. Let's find out, shall we? Um, if I do a screen share, I might be able to, well, anyway, I don't think I have, uh, I'm not going to have time to, to deal with that at the moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and post the, Elvin's writes, Rick, isn't that the guy known as the Gracie Hunter? Uh, Renee Lynn Winter writes in, yelling at students really bad. It belittles them. We need to build our confidence and break it down. Well, this guy in the video is completely you know, and I get it. If you're gonna be a fighter, you know, I get it. I get it. If you're gonna be a fighter, you know, you have to be tough. You know, don't the don't let the small hit get to you or whatever. But this guy like sick and smashes them right upside the head. It's like really, <laughs> really. The link, folks. Posted it. Check out the link. Who is this guy? Anyway, John Lubarts. I think that a lot of the instructors you see in the videos are basing their discipline after what they interpret Japanese martial arts movie. <laughs> <laughs> Renee writes, "No trust, not fear." You know, yeah, discipline. Um, you know, in a way, I like discipline this way. You know, discipline. Something that, and when I say kids, I don't mean like necessarily just the little kids. I mean like kids, meaning that mentally they are new to something, right? Because in my, my head, I don't care how old you are. If you are new to something, you're a kid in that realm of knowledge. If a kid trusts the sensei, if they trust their teacher, will accept any discipline. Is needed if they trust them, right? Um, and it doesn't have to be like I trust you with my life, but if they trust that that person can teach them karate, or they trust that the problem that they themselves could probably learn something cool from this class, um, you know, they'll most like, but not always, accept the discipline, right? So, to to what Renee's saying, trust also plays. They're in the discipline um, as opposed to fear. Now, of course, there's going to be a little bit of concern in a kid's mind. Well, I better make sure shape up or I'm going to get these push-ups. I don't want those push-ups. There's this fear of uh, of, uh, being, uh, of of being getting disciplined, right? Because then you show, oh, I, I, I didn't knack all. However, you know, 
geez, this is almost hard to talk about. I had a kid many years ago that I don't know what's going on at home, but this kid was so afraid of being correct. Every correction, the criticism to this kid. So if I say, oh, hey, you want to you wanna put that back there, his eyes well up a little bit, and his would tremble just a little bit, and I was like, "No, oh, okay, it's okay. You know, got to keep it, keep it flat, keep it flat." You know, he didn't hear me when I would discipline up students. Okay, but if I corrected him, you know, or 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 if I uh, corrected other students, he'd hear that. It was only, would only hear me correcting him. And one time he had a conniption. He completely had a meltdown because he did a. He did a kata for his test, and um, after he's done with that kata, that's awesome. Please speak with me on on ways that we can work on that forward stance a little bit more. Oh my God! Right then and there, he completely melted down, and I had no idea what was going on at home. I had no, I you know, I still don't know, right? But because this was years ago, and the parents pulled him out soon after that. I made the decision to try and ask parents, you know, what's going on, you know, is he having trouble at school or whatever? I was trying to figure out a way, you know, to address that. And they pulled them out. You know, I don't know. Maybe they would have figured out that I would have got smart if something was going on at the house. But I do know that this kid was deathly afraid of any type of criticism. It was constructive. Going on at home. So, anyway, um, Maddie goes. As a kid, I used to melt down if I had anything resembling a compliment. Well, that's interesting. I tell why. <laughs> so, so you're not happy about a compliment, Ma- Maddie. So, are you are you telling me that you preferred to have people look at you and and say it was wrong? No, you're a little punk or, or whatever. Right, so help me out here. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Kevin says, "My mistake." The gentleman's name is Satoru Sama. So, but geez, I mean, some of these hits would knock somebody out. When he was like hitting these students with that stick, just pit me the hell off. Um, John Lewis says. I actually had that problem myself. My family is very critical of mistakes, and I'm so thankful none of them were involved in a martial instruction one that I was given. It would have been two seconds before they put out what I what I was doing was wrong or why I'm not getting the belt at the same pace as other students. That's too bad. You know, sometimes parents want to live vicariously through their um, some parents uh, want to live vicariously through their kids. Um, they're all pissed off when something isn't uh, isn't right, um, and this goes beyond you know tiger mom, tiger dads, you know, a mom, Asian dads. This this goes beyond that, you know. It, this is this is oh you're doing wrong, you, you know. This is you're just completely burning everything that you do, and that's and that's not cool. And getting into that subject, that's something that I think. Instructor should not do. Do not berate your students in front of others. Okay, you want you want respect. You don't want them, you know, um, hating or resenting you. 
Anyway, if you guys are calling to talk to us here at Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, um, our phone number is 347-687-0699. When you actually connect it, please press 1 on your telephone keypad to let me know that you want to live with us. So don't forget to press 1. So we have a caller, but uh, I can't take any calls until people start pressing 1 and there we go. One. <laughs> There's one of them. It looks like we have Kat Lung joining us on line one. Kat, you doing? Hey, I'm good. I just finally got back into reception. <laughs> I oh, lost good. you through the hills. Oh, no. Good. So, what are uh, your comments on this uh, subject, Kat? Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of missed what the last few things were being talked about so cuz i hit the hills oh well we were we were we were talking about you know, what kind of discipline would be acceptable you know like okay we all know that pushes are a, a, a main way to our martial arts classes and stuff like that but when does it go over the line when does it get stupid and i posted a video of um i forgot the name already <laughs> Satoru Yama, who um, I think he was a shoot fighter, and some people um, have said that he might have been the same guy that started K1 back in the day, but he would take stick and beat his guys across the head while doing their, while their practice thing, right? Their shadow boxing or something, and just scream at them. You know, and you know what? I saw that video. Women. What's that? I, I saw that video. And yeah. I completely and utterly disagree with that sort of discipline. I mean, Crazy. it's, it's showing a, a, a grotesque amount of control and power over somebody that should never be allowed, ever. Exactly. You know, and I don't understand Japanese all that well, but, but I did up you're a useless shit. And it's like, okay. So, man. All right. So we have... Um, we have another great friend of mine online too, Bobby Edmonds. Bobby, how you doing? Hey, Rusty, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, um, so yeah, I agree with uh, Kathy Wong in the first place about that being reprehensible. I saw that video a few years ago that you posted, and I knew exactly what you meant right when you were when you posted it. Um, mm-hmm. and I've seen some of his other stuff as well. This is what he is famous for, is not putting out fighters. It's just abusing people. He himself, I think, was like this famous shoe wrestler back in the day. But I wanted to say something about uh, what you were talking about, um, your student who um, burst into tears when you gave him any kind of little correction or criticism. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have an, a situation – uh, I've been teaching now for 18 years. And I've, I've gone the gamut of not knowing what the hell I was doing or saying to somebody to now. I, I, it's like you have to understand human nature and how to get the information across to a student. And then the younger the student right. is, the more patience as a teacher you must have. You can reprimand an adult in an adult manner. As a, as a child, you've got to – because what you say to them, you're in a position of power and respect to a child. You cannot right. be this, this uh, disciplinarian – uh, hard-ass instructor, you know, you don't, and, and to produce fighters, it doesn't take being the kind of person that, that a, a Sotoru guy was. Um, there's a guy in Belgium right. named Belton Lubis who runs the Warrior Strength Martial Arts Academy. He produces 
fighter. Uh, he produces uh, uh, abs. He trains Muay Thai. You name it. BJJ. And he is like the, the the most personable, nicest guy. You know, he's strict, disciplined. He has his kids' class, and kids obey him without question. And he never once raises his voice. He doesn't use this this kind of abuse. Um, but when you do something like that, or when a student comes to you, like he's like your student from a background of that that maybe it happened in his life, correction right. or criticism becomes implied abuse because they get it from everywhere else. And so when you say, okay, right. you know, Johnny, you need to straighten your legs out, he's already thinking, little Johnny's already thinking about, God, I, you know, my, my father took a belt to me the last time he said that. So what, when, what's in the, and then it just uh, psychologically scars you to the extent that it hinders any learning. You don't get to learn at that point. They're not learning. Right. They're just trying to figure out what they can do to, to please you and get you to not hit them or, or get, get you to not back down on them, however it is. There's no learning exactly. process there. You're not a teacher. You're a dictator. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's, that's know, what I wanted to say about that. Yeah, and thanks for sharing that because, yeah, you know, the, luckily I I've personally not personally got to know, you know, jerkwad karate instructors or anything like that. I've heard about that kind of, you know, power play kind of, you know, type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you know, you talk, you know, someone putting out great fighters that doesn't have to do, that doesn't have to do that. Now, Kat, you've got wonderful fighters that are world champions in their own right. And I know for a fact that you've never had to, like, you know, beat them about the head with a stick or, you know, move them. I mean, Right. I, you know, I, I was severely abused all throughout my fighting career by my coach um, and my instructor, and I, I completely and utterly understand, you know, what that, what that's like. Um, so when I was training people, I, I think because I knew, you know, I, I understood and I, I went through the abuse. I chose to go the exact opposite way, and I never had a problem never had a problem with anybody when it came to asking them to do things and and they would just do it because they understood that if they wanted to rise above everyone else, they had to do the hard work. They knew that. Right. And I never had to coerce somebody or berate somebody or belittle somebody or beat somebody. I never had to do that. And I never will do that, Mm. which is a wonderful thing because, you know, Sometimes you have to sit down with somebody and say, okay, I mean, I, I know you want to be a fighter, but I see that you're not doing this, that, and whatever, and I'd make them see what they're not doing or what they are doing. And if once they see it, typically they understand, and, and they either make that change. Or they don't. <laughs> I think we lost cat. We've cat. Uh oh. We uh, get over to the control. Oh, she's still there, huh? Cat, we lost you. Oh, yeah, she dropped. Okay. All right. Let's take a. Let's uh, go to line three. Or it's now line two. Let's go to line two. Area code two seven zero two seven. 
Hello, you're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Hey, Louis Jane. Hey, Janie. And we have Kat back on line three. All right, Kat. So, um, Janie, what are your thoughts on this subject? Uh, I have never had to deal with a child where I've had to berate them, make them feel less of a person because they're not doing something correctly. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've had them, you know, a lot of a lot of times the kids really do want to please, you know, right. they want to do right. So you just have to make the correction, you know, as easy as possible. It doesn't have to be hard. Uh, you know, if the kid's having a problem with the sidekick, okay, well then let's work on sidekick. So you put them, you put them uh, somewhere in the corner and. Uh, do isolation kicks so that maybe they get their technique correctly and then you start picking up speed. And then mm-hmm. once they start doing something like that, then you move them to something else. I mean, the, the correction doesn't have to be cruel, unusual, or or you don't have to beat that person. Now, the only time I have ever had to uh, do a correction is when um, I had a young black belt, not a younger belt, um, he really doesn't have the best of, uh, of skills and, um, and his respect line was lacking, uh, where he would undermine my, uh, my teaching. And wow. so, uh, wow. Yeah. So That's crazy. he would speak over, right. And, um, so there's a couple of times where, um, I've had been like, okay, so you know more about this than I do. But it was always after class. I never, I never, ever corrected anybody in front of the classroom, mm-hmm. nor has my classroom, I've corrected anybody, you know, in front of the higher belt or anything. My classes, everything's set up the side. We discuss it. Um, so after class, I put them off to the side, say, okay, now show me what you know. And he learned real quick that he didn't know everything he thought he did. <laughs> so it was it was one of those situations. Or if I use him as a UK for something, um, I was having a discussion yesterday about this. Um, I did a I have a friend who uh, sells the damsel and defense products. And uh-huh. she was new to it and didn't know how to use the Kubitas, so she asked me to do a live demonstration for her. And so I used this young man uh, as my UK. Well, all the soft tissue areas, he got stuck a little extra harder. Not, you know, not enough to where, you know, uh, I punctured him or anything like that, but he felt it. You know, and Ooh, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a way to prove a point um, without mm-hmm. without destroying him in any way, but just letting him know that you know you don't interfere in a higher ranking belt's instruction. You don't undermine them by any means, and you better know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. So not only right. did he got talked to, but he got learned he got schooled. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> 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 
So Renee, Renee Winter wrote in and goes, I agree, Jane. They aren't to be a pro that fast. It's the repetitive learning process until they get it down good. Tom Dwyer is watching. Harry Mock is also watching. Kane Irwin is still watching. Robin Dahlberg. Hey, Robin, how you doing? Uh, just came on. Your Chan's watching. And Inway is watching also. Ron Van Cleef. Sir, how you doing, Ron Van Cleef? Thank you for, for joining us. James Flanagan is also uh, is also joining us. And look who's popped up, Malia Bernal. How are you Malia. doing? Yay. Oh, to everybody that is uh, that is watching. And uh, apparently it says Kat watching, but you're driving, Kat. You're not supposed to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I'm not driving. I'm I'm home. You are you're driving. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. home. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all is well. I'm not driving anymore. All is, all is well. Seagung uh, Perez is also watching. Jane's one too, and on the phone. How cool is that? All right. So <laughs> that's <me> good. Do- <laughs> let me double check uh, our lines here. Okay. So we've got Bobby Edmonds joining us, Jenny Lynn Miser joining us, and Kathy Long. For those of you. That are listening in, we are talking about what martial arts instructors should not do, what not to do if you are a martial arts instructor. So far, we're talking about the level of discipline, you know, about how sometimes, uh, you know, some instructors just go way overboard. So let's kind of like, um, let's uh, kind of like steer the conversation a little bit differently and let's go to um, general protocol. Like example, not if you're an instructor. Make sexual innuendos to any student whatsoever. Correct. What are your guys' thoughts on this? <laughs> Everyone, speak up. Here we go. Cat, let's start with you. Yeah, I. Gosh. Well, when I was coming up through um, the ranks in Kung Fu Sansu, uh, my instructor, who was also my boyfriend, he would flirt with teenage girls and then go up to the parents while they were watching him teach class and say, yeah, she's hot for me. She's got it for me. Uh, Yeah. In front of me, he would do this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. <laughs> no, it's just horribly inappropriate. I mean, you just don't do that. In and it would make them uncomfortable. Appropriate. And totally inappropriate. Can you, imagine, can you imagine being those parents? Can you imagine being those parents? I, I'm sorry, no. If I had a daughter out there. their parents from throat punching him. Oh, I would have the catch. I, I mean, I they, would, they would pull their daughter out and quit. They would, they would pull her out and cancel their contract or their membership agreement, and then Eric would take it out on me. Hey, Kathy, can I Jerk ask you a question wad. here? Did, Jerk wad. Did any of those kids, or, or sorry, did, did, your, did your instructor slash boyfriend at the time, did he ever take any responsibility for this at all? Did he, did he ever pipe up and say, None. you know what, I, I'm being a jack-off here, and uh, this is completely inappropriate as an instructor, <laughs> as a human being. 
as, as, as a carbon-based form of life. Nothing, none at all. No, it was I, always I can't my imagine, fault. And I think it's because uh, – I, I think it's because I was uh, – you know, some of my first Eskrima teachers were women. And, uh, I, you know, I'm a, I, I was a typical male like anybody else. I, I've said inappropriate things before, but overall I've been raised raised or trained with respect towards women. And some of these things that I hear sometimes are completely out of this planet for me to believe. I mean, I believe you. I'm just like, but what makes a person look at to, to behave that way, think it's okay, and just keep, keep on keeping on like nothing's nothing? That blows my mind. It really does. When guys are so full of themselves, you know, you know they think, yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> and Russell, yeah. I know you've been through this crap before. I've, I've been there when some of it's happened, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when some people are just feel entitled to, to win, that's when, that, that's when those kind of comments come out, you know. Um, and it doesn't matter if they say it out, if they say it to a student, if they're going to go out, you know, if they're going to go out with, uh, if a male instructor goes out with male students and say, how oh, did you check out that, that new, that new girl that joined yesterday? She's hot. I'd like to put a belt on her. Stupid shit like that. Mm. That, I know that there's some, uh, I know that in, in the South, especially, there are parents who talk that way to their to their male children, in the hopes that they're not gay. Mm. I know that this happens. Mm. They'll be like, "Oh, don't you want some of that? Oh, that's that's awesome." They're, they're kinda, it's mm. like, "Gosh, I sure hope he's into uh, you know boobs and not penises." That's I've seen this happen. Uh, I know that, that's for a fact. Wow, really? But the that's the, crazy. the emotional scarring it leaves because you know nobody wants to disappoint their father. The emotional scarring mm-hmm. it leaves behind can't be it can't be underestimated. What what how you end up treating women, humans in general? Like I said, to hear some mm-hmm. stuff from from some of you women that that say, "Oh, my boyfriend did this or my my instructor did that," and I keep thinking, were they from another planet that that they thought this was acceptable? <laughs> but I mean, like I said, uh, I think I'm I'm kind of alone I, in this respect as far as men go. No, I. I know what you're talking about because I'm now living in the South. So I've seen some things myself. Um, I was in Tennessee one time. Yes. I was in Tennessee and um, I was a guest in a school and I heard another instructor um, said an inappropriate thing about another student. Um, I went over, whispered in the parents' ear, told them what they said, and then I packed my stuff and said, don't bother asking me back because I won't be. Wow, um, I'm I'm not going to sit there and and let somebody mistreat or talk badly about uh, or you know, I I can't put up with something like that. Yeah, if you're an instructor, you need to act as an instructor, and your ethics need to be up there. If you don't have any, then you don't need to be an instructor. Wow, it's absolutely amen. Human. I agree with you. Yeah. Now Renee had written in, and she writes. I had a male instructor come in and ask why I teach my old women class. Afterwards, my girls said he was staring at them weirdo. I was lucky enough to fight him on my next rank test. <laughs> my brother asked the hell of him. I said because he deserved it. <clears throat> and he was my last fight. So, wow. 
So is this an instructor in the same style? Is it the case? Wow. You know, there needs to be some asses kick that dojo. Um, um, Maddie went on the mats. Men and women don't exist as far as I'm concerned. You're all students. Then there is the master. When it comes to adults, however, once on the mats and out of the dojang, then that's between them. That's between them. Okay, true, you know, that's fine, but, you know, earlier, Maddie was saying that, you know, it, it goes for beyond, you know, just coming up to some woman and saying, hey, hi, you want to go out later? You know, that's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. all, everything else is equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That's assuming everything else is equal. But, you know, then if that, if that male instructor decides to go out to dinner with male students and starts talking about how hot this, this student is, Get the rat on this pick or whatever. Then what is he teaching those students? Guess what? They're gonna feel that they are they are allowed to do the same thing. Yeah. On the and floor. You know right. That is exactly what my instructor did. Slash boyfriend. Just it's just crazy. You know, like when you have like younger male ranks talking to you like just a hoe off the street. You know, that's when. Right. That's when Rusty don't play that way. <laughs> you, you know, mm-hmm. I agree. You know, put your ass down. Oh, well, put your ass down. It's kind of like, don't talk to me like that. Oh, my God. That's just so disrespectful. You know, general. And where do you, where do you learn that? You know, I, I had a, I had a, a, a BJJ guy, uh, he thought my daughter, when my daughter was living here, she he thought she was really uh, beautiful and stuff. And he was on the mat, and he, and he was even being disrespectful toward me. He says, "Hey, uh, and this is before you know she's she's going to be 19 next month, but uh, she uh, was about to turn 17." And he goes, "So how old is she?" And I said, "Well, she's 16. She'll be 17 soon." He goes, "Wow, she's really hot. So when she turns 18, are you going to?" Uh, you gonna let me date her? And I'm like, no um, way. For one, wow, really? I said, for one, I can't believe you just said that. And two, hey Kylie, come here for a minute. And uh, I, uh, I, I, I uh, told her right in front of him what he said, and she said, oh, is that so? I let my daughter handle herself in her own way. Because, oh, nice. Um, you know. She's she's gonna be a woman. She needs to know how to handle herself. She's got a black belt just like I do. So I said, How do you want to handle this? And she says, Get on the floor. So Oh, uh, oh yeah. She folded his ass in half. She slid <laughs> in with a side nice. kick and lifted him off the ground and I couldn't have been more prouder. That's my girl. <laughs> and I said Parenting. Okay, you're doing it right. I said, now, I let my daughter handle this this time. You saw she might be little, but she's got power. The next time you say something inappropriate like that, you're going to have to deal with me. And I can't he says, it won't happen again. I can't believe that yeah. wow. school think that okay. Okay. People out here are brass, girl. I'll tell you what. 
I would not do well there. I'd get my ass wrapped in. Matt Stone writes in, and, and he writes, instructors shouldn't abuse the position of authority by paying our students for relationship material at all. You wouldn't do it being nope. an office supervisor in some business. Why would you do it in the dojo? Why? I've heard, though, you know, playing devil's advocate here, you know, I've heard guys say, well, you know, if that's all you do, if all you do is you're at the dojo day in and out and you don't go out you know, and you do meet someone and it is consenting, what's wrong with that? Okay, well, that's still not an excuse. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. an excuse. I mean, you know, in my, my head, I think, you know, if it happens, it happens. Because, you know, I see, you know, a lot of dojos out there online that have, um, you know, a husband and wife team, right? They could have come up, up together and they could have been while they were students and then now they have the school, okay? You know, that's all very well and fine. But that's, you know, that's not, you know, going up to somebody and saying, hey, can I play with belts? I mean, it's it's not yeah. that. It's not, you know, ogling someone, making, you know, snide, you know, suggestive comments and stuff like that. That is just gross, you know. While we're, while we're the at thing it, is, you're still in a position, if you're a teacher, you're still in a position of power uh, that is, right. is it, it's a lopsided relationship. You can't possibly expect that to be uh, uh, something that's, that's I, I don't know how to word this, they're your student. Right, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all, it's it's true, that line has to still be there, but you know what happens sometimes, you know? You know, if the teacher decides to that that student, if there is a relationship, then, then it gets awkward because now, you know, you go home and that person yells at you, why did you have to yell in front of all those people? Well, he would have yelled mm-hmm. at you if you were a regular student, and you would have had to say yes, sir, you know, or, or yes, ma'am, you know. But now, when they're at home, they're on equal playing, equal playing field, and it, it makes it so freaking awkward. I would imagine. <laughs> you, know? you know what, Rusty? It's horrible in that respect because I was—he was harder on me than he was anybody else, anyone. Wow. And then when we got home, it would just get much worse. Much mm-hmm. worse. Yeah, it's bad. He would demonstrate on me as as the top student in the class, and he would demonstrate and do his very best to try to hurt me in front of everyone while oh, I was demonstrating. Oh, God. Jeez. Yeah, it wasn't a good situation. No, it doesn't sound like it. Renee, I had an instructor ask me, um, I had an instructor ask me he was afraid put punch or kick a woman in the private area or breast. Put punch. He was afraid to punch or kick a woman in the private area or breast. I told him if he has to ask such a dumb question, he should be fighting women's students at all. Wait a minute. So there's, thing, there's a word missing in there, Renee. I'm not getting it. I had an instructor ask me he was afraid to put punch. Anyway, <laughs> Renee, you're going to have to rewrite that. I don't understand. Matt writes, now, if you're a psychologist seeing patients all hours a day and you don't have time for relationships, do you date patients? No. Same goes for martial arts teachers who have time for life. Um, it's ethical to hit on your students at all. We all need to keep teacher-student boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Who else do we have calling here? I think. But yeah. And so I mean, I can hear until I'm blue in the face and go, "Sure, do not make sexual innuendo with your students." But you know, while I'm that, while I'm that. You know, I just want to throw this out here. Instructors, do not touch him. Don't. Don't touch him. Think about, you know, nope. no, no, not that. That Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that same guy I was telling you about that was overstepping his bounds with me, um, uh-huh. one of the after-school kids, he, uh, the, he, the kid was pushing his buttons, but still, I don't care how much a kid pushes your buttons, you still have to maintain control at all times. And mm-hmm. he got so frustrated that he grabbed the kid's head. And wow. that's when I had to step in. And uh, wow. I got in between him and the kid, and I said, you and I need to go have a talk now. And uh, he got suspended for quite a while until... Until the uh, master said that he could come back. Why well, suspend it? Uh, that should like completely like gone. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I agree. That would be gone. my call. That would have been my call, but see, he was he's buddy buddies with the master. Oh, uh, okay. So here we go. So now it's okay. So this is yeah. Now we're off. getting the meat and the potatoes. <laughs> we're getting the meat and potatoes now, because like, oh boy, you know, I think our show should be what, but not to be your student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Don't get all buddy yeah, buddy the master, just so you can get you know special privileges. Oh my God. Right. But, that's Garrett Collins been and he goes, I teach um I teach my wife. We were both black belts when we met. We both keep each other in check. And we train with different instructors so that there's no conflict of who's a higher rank. So there you go. Um, um oh Ray says to punch women in the private area of breasts. Um so I had an instructor ask me he was afraid how to punch or kick a woman in the private area or breast. I told him if he had to ask a dumb question, he shouldn't be for women students at all. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, if I is aiming at your boob, we got to work on your aim. <laughs> if you're aiming at back at their head and you're in the boobs, there's something going on there. <laughs> Mm. No, I know what he's asking. I mean, I, I've... What's that? Cat? No, I going to say, accidents do happen. Getting hit in the boobs, that happens sometimes. But, well, yeah, you know. it does. I've gotten kicked in the boobs. Um, right. But this instructor is asking how to? Yeah, that's not appropriate. That's kind of weird. You don't... Yeah, it's not necessarily a, a, a viable <laughs> target. Yeah, I don't know. Go figure. <clears throat> I will say there's something I've noticed is that um, uh, the the old way of thinking is that once you got a black belt, that entitles you to teach. Like you're ready to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Being a teacher of any sort is is an entirely separate discipline. I don't know if you have a. I don't care if you have a black belt or not. <laughs> being being a black belt 
it almost means nothing as far as being a teacher. It means you know maybe the curriculum. Okay, I get that. But uh, right. you're not. It doesn't make you ready to be a teacher. That takes a lot of work and effort and. Like I've I've put in so much time trying to learn how to simply teach, not martial arts, just simply mm-hmm. how do you get the information across to other people, and this is an entirely mm-hmm. different spectrum. Um, and the people who don't know this are frequently the ones who are oh well that that means I get to do whatever I want with my students. So can we date? Uh, uh, you wouldn't ask that <laughs> question if you were a high school teacher. First and foremost, if you if you taught oh, math right. in high school, that wouldn't be a question you asked. Okay, you wouldn't say, gosh, can I date one of my students? No, you can't. No. But you bring martial <laughs> arts into it, and suddenly it's, it's, oh, you know, fuck common sense. I'm sorry, but that's, that's what it seems to be. It's like, oh, I get special yeah. privileges. I get special uh, uh, consideration because I teach the martial arts. There's absolutely no difference outside of the fact that you're teaching one is math and one is martial arts. The other, other than that, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're in a position of power. You're in a position of authority and respect from students. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you don't simply brush off or, or, or go, oh, hey, should I date? I mean, the way I've always seen it is that if, if you were in this position, you don't get a choice of do you date or do you get to do this or be disrespectful of that. Right now, you are only there to deliver the knowledge. That's it. Anything else well, you know, is way of – go ahead. You can also flip that question around and say and, and ask, what does a, a, an instructor do when the teenage girl is infatuated with him and flirting with him or her? Yeah, because that go to another school. Too. Go to another school. I, I there is no situation where a teenage girl is flirting or infatuated with an adult that ends up well. I, I I'm sorry, right. it of just doesn't not, happen. But I'm just saying, as an instructor, uh, as an instructor, I was asking. Turning the question around, what do you do? Send her to another school. Go go somewhere else. I'm sorry, you can't stay here any longer. That's my solution. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I, I like I said, most people think I'm a freak, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, when I was coming up, I I heard this phrase a lot. You know, when I started <clears throat> you know, teaching commercially, not not in the community centers anymore. But when I started teaching commercially, I was told, you know. Be careful whether you're male or female. Pardon my French here. Everyone will want to either be or fuck. And that's a really good way of wording it. That's better than mine, actually. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, be you or fuck you. And you know, I've dealt with I've dealt with both. I'm sh- pretty sure we all have. You know, mm-hmm. either they say something or don't. You know, it's, uh, I've had a couple people say something. I I had. I try to dismiss them because that that just takes away from the martial arts of you know of the school. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not here to be your candy. I'm not here, you know, mm. to you know to teach and have you not, not hear anything just because you're going oh you know whatever, right? I'm here to teach, you know, and no. I'm, I will accept that you're that you're purposely going slow to pick a partner, so that way I'm the person you partner with. That's fucked up. Pardon <laughs> my French, but that's fucked up. <clears throat> you know. Um, you yeah, know that's not a, French. I, I don't know if you know that. Sorry. It was that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not French. <laughs> He's right. Oh. <laughs> I, 
I just I, I do this every time I call in. I'm just like, you know, this is this, right? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. You know, no, Rusty, okay. you, you would be disappointed if I was not a smartass. You would. I think exactly. you really would. I would, I would. I would call his up and go, dude, you're losing it. I know. <laughs> oh man. And Maddie goes, you know, you know, talking some about with uh, about it being with kids. But what about the student as an adult? Well, Maddie, we started with adults, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then I then I added. Now, now that we're talking about sexual innuendos, don't touch a kid. Keep your filthy paws off of a kid. Don't even think about it. You know who the hell has sleepovers? It's a child. You know? Why does this go without saying? I don't get this. I'm not getting here. But you know, <laughs> there, this, there are people like that. Every month, I read something in the news about a martial arts instructor that has been charged with child molestation. And it's at least like once a month, yes. Six me to the core. Yes. And, I, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand why they think it's okay. I, I don't get that either. And it's it's, it's ridiculous. And, it's, you know, it's not just children, but, you know, the women are getting it too. I know that I've had an instance where um, I was doing, um, I do a, a style uh, Okinawan Jiu-Jitsu, you know, doing throws and grappling, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I had one guy, um, it was a crotch uh, shot, but he would drag his hand. And, uh, you know, oh it would be God. slower than just a, it'd be slower than just a pat and, and, and go on about your business. So it would, it'd be a strike and then a, a gentle uh, stroke, if you will. Um, oh, Jesus. I will. Yeah, man, so, thank you. So effing hard. Yeah. You know, so, every time I call into the show, I always broken? feel inclined to apologize for my gender. I'm like, on behalf of men everywhere, I'm sorry <laughs> we're such assholes. <laughs> well, it, it, that's okay because there are some women out there who are some assholes too. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. But I know, but guys they're never in more the news. brash about it. <laughs> yeah. You guys get more brash about it. But, uh, you know, it, it just gets me that they think that just because you're grappling or you're, or you're moving around the floor that it's okay to do stuff like that. Um, and especially if you've got somebody who's got a level of experience. I mean, if, if I'm going to fight back, why in the hell would you do that? I mean, because right? you're going to get an elbow across the freaking nose or I'm going to bust your nuts and take them to China. Um, you know... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that. I'm gonna bust your nuts. Do you know what happens in that case, by the way? <laughs> you know what happens in that case? The guy always walks that, off and goes, "Well, I don't know what that bitch's problem was." Always, without yeah, family, right? she's a. It's always yeah. that. It's always well. I don't know what her that bitch problem. Oh, oh, she's a bitch when she beats your ass. Is that it? And up in that point, right. she was like, yeah. "Oh, hey, you hot little thing." Then it becomes, "Oh, well, she's a bitch. Why? She kicked my ass. Literally broke my foot. Her foot off yeah. in my ass." Yeah, in my ass right now because of her. Yeah. Thanks. She's a bitch because and she's wailing her toes. She's because she can my ass. Yeah, she hands my ass. You know, before that, well, she was I needed my ass as a foot lady. Thanks for that. 
it just, it just, you know, I don't want to turn this into a managing thing, folks. That's not what what I'm trying no. to do. It's just no, 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 and I don't no, think you are. But the thing no. is, is that no, we're not. Even if women do it, it's it's not even remotely. I don't believe as prevalent as when a man does because it's that's uh, that seems to be the what am I trying to say here? The given norm. I hate that it is a norm, but mm. I, I think it's the given way of things yeah oh well the first thing you hear about an instructor abusing a child abusing a child student of his the very first thing that comes out is that must have been a man to a female student uh right and 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 so often it is that it's what is it it's almost like uh uh what am i trying to say here it's almost like commonplace that it happens so much and it's and it's unfortunate that that's the stereotype Right, it's yeah. so unfortunate well, that's yeah. the first thing does. It goes the other way too, because like Washington State had um, what was her name, Bobby? Like Mary Kay Letourneau. There we go, Mary Kay Letourneau. Oh God, don't bring up. Remember her? Life. Dated a student. She's still and, married to that kid. Right? They are still yeah, married. Yeah, and then there's oh married. yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, Mary Kay Letourneau dated a student out here in Washington State. She got thrown in prison and she got. Out, they got married, and they're still married. Okay. Well, I, so where does that change? Right? Where it becomes, you know, they recognize that they actually do seriously love each other. What was the age span? What was the age difference? She he was thirteen. She was forty-eight. Thirteen and forty-eight. Oh my lord, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have anything. That kid's just been brainwashed, is what it is. Oh, and she's had like three. At least two, but it might, it might be three children by him. Yeah, it's wild. Well, yeah. There's, there's that no age, part of that relationship incredible. that isn't just, ooh. Yeah. That's just, just so weird. Yeah. And now, you know, this has been, okay, so this has been a 48-year-old man, let's say. Everybody goes, oh, well, the kid got off lucky. It's like, it's like he got, you know, he became a man early or something. All right. If this had been a 40-year-old, a 48-year-old man and the girl was 13, what would we be saying today? It shouldn't well, be a, a double standard here. That should be the exact same uh, consequence, well, yeah, the exact exactly. same standard. How was it that she wasn't persecuted? How was it that she got away with it? She was. She did jail she time. She got parents? out and still went after him. <laughs> and her yeah, parents, she, yeah, parents they were anything to protect him. They actually got married while she was in prison. In prison, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And she was, had, was, by the way, a husband and three other children by this husband. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah. moved to Canada and changed their well. name out of shame from this. Well, yeah. I mean, hello. I mean, if they, they, don't even know where to start in the stupidity of it. All. <laughs> I know, right? There's, how do you say? How do you start from this? There's no way. You can't come back from that. There isn't. How does it? You know, no matter what. You know, martial arts instructor, you know, pottery instructor, gym teacher, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter male or female. Don't fucking touch the kids. Don't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, you shouldn't have to be told. There's another aspect of. Then there's another aspect of somebody becoming so obsessed with that person that they end up stalking them, and I know that's happened. Ooh. It happened to me yeah. once with a, a woman Ooh. who. For whatever reason, every time I guided her and corrected her and helped her, she just took that as acts of, of showing that I loved her and I cared about her and I wanted her. It was kind of got rusty. There was somebody like that in our class with Chris Petrelli. 
Yeah. I don't know if you remember who it was. Um, I do. She was in, and yeah, <laughs> I and, do. And, and she was she trained with Cheryl for a little bit, and she did the exact same thing. Any little bit of attention became yep. you must love me, and it's like the mm-hmm. opposite of mm-hmm. it's the same syndrome, but but the opposite effect of that student yeah. that you had that uh, 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 always saw things as as a criticism and and yeah. a death threat, I guess. Love me, and yeah, one reason why we had to let that person yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, this person would follow me absolutely everywhere I went, or everywhere I went, I would see her there. It's like she learned my wow. my patterns where I would go to the grocery store, which grocery store I went to, she'd be there. And at what time? Oh my and God! She just somehow knew oh. it was crazy. Or I go to the post office, or I'd go. Creepy. Yeah, it was really. She'd write me these double double sided letters with the tiniest print, handwritten in ink, and we're talking 12 pages double-sided. So 24 pages of Whoa. basically saying the same thing over and over again. It was wow. insane oh, no. and crazy. Wow. I, I had a similar experience, but with a parent, not with a student. Um, oh, wow. She, uh, yeah, she, uh, she was like, every time she always made sure that she brought her son, um, to class and she always feel the need she had to talk to me and she had to sit at the end wherever I was instructing that she had to sit in that end she, um, when we were at break she always made an appointment to come over to see me and um, wow. she she had a traumatic experience and she um, she was trying to talk to me um, about it because she thought you know as a, you know, I was looking as a friend, as an instructor, you know, um, I was trying to, to be as nice as I could. Well, she, um, uh, she, I didn't know that she had gotten drunk and she asked me if I could come by her house and, and, uh, talk. Well, I was like, God, ah, crap, this can't be good. But it if never is. They talk to, we'll talk, <laughs> not. We'll, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk on the front porch and, um, It'll all be good. Well, I got there. Not only was she on the front porch, but she was inebriated. And oh, no. once uh, she stood up, and as soon as I walked up to her, you know how guys like to walk up on women when they think they look good and they want to give them a hug and stuff, and they kind of get that, like, cocky. Oh, um, no. Yeah, kind of suave look. <laughs> she come creeping Uh-oh. up on me like that, cause she, and I was like, uh, no. Um, if if you're gonna do like that, we're done. Uh, you know, she says, well, can I have a hug? I'm like, well, yeah, you can have a hug, but it's just real quick. I mean, you know, like, no. Not. She tried to stick no, her head no, no, in nothing. my neck. Yeah, you she tried to stick her head no. in my neck. Yeah. Oh my and, uh, god. And I'm like, nope. So. After I pushed her, you know, kind of like eased her off a little bit because, you know, she's drunk. I'm trying to take that into account, trying to give her space. She turns, and then I see that she's open carrying. She's got her sidearm on. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. What? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wow. So Crazy. I, I told her, I said, okay. I said, look, we could talk, but we're going to talk outside. And she says, well, it's too hot. I like to go inside. I said, okay. I said, I'll tell you what. You give me your pistol, though. And she's like, well, what do you need my pistol for? I said, I don't know 
where you're at. You've been drinking, and it's just for me. I would feel more comfortable if I just had your gun. She handed it to me, not in a safe way, but she handed it to me, uh, and we went inside. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, I cased, I cased myself to make sure that I had an out, and you know, I was looking all over. Plus, I had my, uh, I had my baton on my side. I have a retractable baton. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she sat on one couch. I sat on another. We talked about her issues and stuff like that. And then she decided she wanted to get physical because she thought that, you know, women wrestle for some reason. And and I'm not going to oh wrestle my you. God. <laughs> so she tried to push me into the chair. I stood up. I wrenched her arm on the inside, grabbed her by the elbow, and I shoved her out after I shoved her elbow into her uh, her solar plexus, and I pushed her on the ground. I immediately took her pistol. I shoved it into the nightstand that she had by the door. I went out the door, and I left, and I got out. She called me up and says, where the hell is my gun at, you bitch? You better give me my fucking gun back. I said, I don't have your gun. It's in the side table drawer. And she couldn't hear that. She said, you better give me my fucking gun, or I'm going to call the cops. I said, call the cops, because that's where I'm headed now. I said, but your gun's wow. in your side table drawer. If you shut the fuck up long enough and listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I wow. said, didn't even you drop know, my number. Is, don't ever bother calling me again. You know, the sad thing with the girl who was stalking me is I, I ended up, I mean, I called the police, and they said, well, if she's mm-hmm. not threatening you, there's really nothing we can do. Um, yeah. Um, but I said, you don't understand. She she goes everywhere I go. I I see her there. I see her everywhere I go, no matter what. And mm-hmm. you know, she comes to my class. And even though I've asked the gym to cancel her membership, they're saying, well, she's not really doing anything, so we can't really cancel her membership. She hasn't done anything wrong. I'm like, okay, great. So <laughs> I showed them the letters. They didn't care. So I the sad, the really sad thing about it all is that I had to. I had to slam her against a tree and tell her horrible, ugly, hateful things and beat mm. the crap out of her just to convince her that I, I didn't actually love her. Right. Right. It was horrible. Wow. I, I never want to go through something like that again. And I, I, I just can't imagine. I mean, I, I never saw her again after that day. I'm so grateful. But at the same time, what did it do to her psyche? And, right. You know, and I did that. I did it. And I, I'm pretty sure she felt pretty horribly miserable. I didn't know what else to do. But she put you in a position of no choice. It isn't like you were sitting there going, oh, Basically you know, leading her on or anything. There's, there's a position she put you in that, that it was, there was no other option. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. told her several times. I said, "Look, I'm about. I'm going to get married. I, I, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a, a relationship. So please, just leave me alone." But it, it's like it went in one ear and out the other, and and she just couldn't hear it, couldn't accept it. I guess is my well, Somebody's when somebody's that, you know, infatuated and that obsessed, they're not going to hear that. They they don't care that you're married. Mm, yeah. You know, they don't care. It's just, you know, mental illness. Now, Rick Kellerman writes in and he goes, oh, my God, I had actually having this happen. <clears throat> I had to throw this woman out. Long story. And now he, now he shows up in places such as tournaments at a, at a recreation center. Oh, man. Pretty far from here. Pretty far from home. 
Oh, wait, wait no, uh, he writes. Yeah. Let me back again. And now she shows up in place that's a tournament at the Ace Center, pretty far from her home, claiming she came to go ice skating and the rink, uh, at the, claiming to nope. go ice skating and no, no idea there was a tournament, and then proceeded to stay in the teacher's eyes fixed on me the entire time. Freaking stalker. <laughs> Man, it's it's crazy. Wow. All right. Well, let's do this. We've got ten minutes uh, left to our broadcast. Um, I do want to go over maybe about another fifteen minutes. Um, let's uh, we've been talking about stuff for um, instructors not to do more along you know negative behavior type stuff. Well, what about um, um. What should instructors not do when they're running their dojo, whether it be business or um, just the general operation? <clears throat> anyone? Anyone? I'll start. I'll start. Well, um, I, okay, go ahead. I was just, just going to say, you know, if you're an instructor, you know, um, you should not stop learning. Don't sit on your laurels. You know, with your black belt and go, okay, you know, I've, I've, I'm going to go ahead and teach and sit back and always keep learning, always keep learning, cross training, whatever, you know, because uh, that's, uh, you've got students that they want to, that you want to bring up and, you know, times change and, you know, so does the fighting. So, you know, do your students a favor and yourself and keep learning, you know, uh-huh. keep learning. Things change. All right, Kat, go ahead. Did we Kat? Kat, where are you? She deserted oh, us. I'm she here. They're here. Oh, never mind. She I'm didn't. Here. I take it back. She didn't. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I was saying. I was saying. Okay, I'm done. Your turn, Kat. Oh, I was. I was just going to say something else, but you brought up a very interesting point where I, when I travel and teach seminars, I like to go into neighboring martial arts schools and just visit and watch class and see how things are taught because that's how another way that I get to learn, just to see how people do things in, in different mm-hmm. martial arts schools and doing different martial arts. So I walk into this one school, and there's an eight- or nine-year-old black belt running adult class, teaching adult class, Hmm. With the instructor who is sitting by the by the side, literally smoking a cigar. Wow! Uh, a very uh, large, wow. overweight. Wow! That, that can't be real. That can't be real. No, I I'm not joking. Up. I swear to God, I'm not joking. <laughs> I walked in and went. First, I saw the little boy teaching class to adults, and I thought, okay, this is different. So I wow. sat down and I watched and I. I'm looking, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's just warming him up and the instructor will be out in a minute. <laughs> and I, it, it never happened. And I thought, excuse me, um, can I go to the bathroom? Because I wanted to see the rest of the school. And sure uh-huh. enough, as I walked back to the bathroom, there was a little side area where the instructor was sitting. And from his viewpoint, he could see the boy teaching class. And he was sitting on the chair smoking a cigar. And he just watched me walk past and go to the bathroom, never said a word to me. Oh, Unbelievable. Wow. Hashtag that, that whole ass. topic that you brought up, Rusty. <laughs> Hashtag lazy ass. You saw, you know, you know, you standing next to, next to, just sitting there with 
your star had a nine-year-old or eight-year-old black belt teacher class. class. Hashtag lazy ass. There we go. Right. <laughs> this sounds like a scene Do not from a rest movie. on your laurels and smoke a cigar. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> now I've had the I've had the kids warm up for me, but that's just my way of teaching them how to instruct. So you know, I'll I'll let them run. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let them <laughs> run and stuff like that. But after that, they got to bow off and let me on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get you know, it, another, you know, another thing instructors yeah. should not do. Sorry, What's that? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Is is compare students? Ah, right. Yes. Oh God. I see yeah. it happen where they say, "Well, he didn't." All of a sudden, I can't hear. <laughs> What's going on? What? She abandoned the man. I told you you couldn't trust her. No, you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> disappeared then. Oh, sure. Good thing we're not in a dinghy in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by sharks, huh? Sorry, I had a couple of beers. <laughs> we lost cat, but I, I think I know what she's uh, what's alluding to. You know, like don't be saying like, "Well, what do you mean having trouble with that sidekick? Kimmy can do it. Why can't you?" Yeah, right. Uh, and you should never have children teach adults. Is my my philosophy. Um, right. And speaking right. of things right. instructors should never do, what you should do is know your limitations or know where your your strengths are. I can teach a kid's class, but I cannot teach children. I don't have the patience for it. Um, I'm used to dealing with adults, and and I have a certain flow to my 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 training that involves mm-hmm. stabbing people in the neck and and breaking things and. This is not something I feel like you should introduce to a child. And so, like, right out the gate, I, I already know um, I can teach a child. If, if, if you say, oh, Bobby, I want you to run the children's uh, camp uh, for this, this one class. Yeah, sure, I'd be happy to do that. Okay, everybody, front punches, front stance. Here we go. That's fine. I don't have mm-hmm. a children's class, and I don't accept anybody under 24 years of age. And there's a reason mm-hmm. for that. I can't teach somebody that's a teenager or, or, you know, a young child. I can't do that. That's That's not in my – realm of possibility and therefore right. I simply go oh hey you know somebody comes up me and goes hey because I've had a lot of people ask can you can you teach my children I can't but over here I've sent a lot of people to you believe it or not I'm just like uh, hey there's this person over here Rashida uh, DeJesus she does this great she, she is awesome with children she practically specializes in them go to her um, that's what I do <laughs> because I can't teach children so you know when you can't do a thing and pass it on to somebody who can and, and very well in that fact I'm not trying yeah, to kiss your butt a, here. I really think it's really great cho- teaching children. <laughs> Aww, thank that's you. a very good point. You know, I would I would always turn people to another school because they'd come in and they'd say, uh, I want to learn point fighting. And it's like, I don't know how to do that. Sorry. But this mm. school does, yeah. and they're they're a phenomenal teacher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've done and, that myself. Another thing for instructors not to do, try not to – try not – to have any that prevents you from referring visitors to other schools. Right? You know, there there's yeah, there. stories of people that will do anything and everything to get that visitor to join mm-hmm. and 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 completely poo-poo their their, their you know stuff. Like for example, the visitors you know reason not to join. So for example, you know. 
if you're in, I don't know, I guess, you know, for example, if you're an MMA person, uh, MMA school, and someone comes in who's a little bit older and uh, has a problem and uh, watches a class and determines, you know what, this, this isn't going to be me. And they try to, they make all the, you know, attempts to say, hey, you know, I can modify my training. I still want to learn this or whatever. Um, well, sorry, you got to, you know, this is the way it is, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I have to go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Right? What's going to happen after that? You get yeah, that that's a problem. Are you going to make those those um, modifications for that person? And how are you going to teach that? I mean, you know, are you going to be, are you really going to say at the next session, okay, you know, John Smith, he's a bad Now, if you do, and you do make modifications, you know, for students with special needs or injuries or whatever, God bless you. But if you are only trying to get that person to come in and refuse to refer them to other places that might better fit their needs. So if somebody comes into my Tai Chi class and looking for MA, definitely I can't help them. So I will, you know, I will refer them to some place that, you know, teaches MMA, right? I'm not going to And that's the right there. thing to do. Well, yeah. Right. You know, people with egos are so, you know, oh, my God, I can't let this person leave. That's um, me, damn it. I have such an ego. Go ahead. Uh, I'm over here dying because uh, I, uh, God, <laughs> I hate it because it's my, it, it, it was my old school. I'm, I'm no longer with that school. But uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, no. uh, he will learn things from other people and learn just enough to do basics and then try to teach them at our school. Oh, my God. If, uh-huh. I hate that. If you don't know what you're doing and you're not trained in that, do not teach it. <laughs> I don't care if you're trying to up your game. And don't go to other schools to recruit. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I call it poaching students. No. You're trying to poach from somebody else. Oh, yes. that's a good yeah. way to put it. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I remember somebody walking into my Kung Fu San school and asking my instructor if they taught Tai Chi. And he said, yeah, I do, but I have to teach you privately. I don't have any actual classes. And I'm... Wow. Huh. Did he know Tai Chi? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You there? He had a dead spot again. He just deserted us again. Ah, <laughs> dang it. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. We keep we keep well, losing you. So my question, I don't my, know why. Was, my question was, did he know Tai Chi? No, he did not. Okay. <laughs> he so did not. Eventually, I, okay. years well, later, he brought in a Tai Chi instructor. Years later. What's that? Say that again. But at the time, years later, he brought in a Tai Chi instructor, and I was learning oh. Tai Chi, but. When that woman asked, he did not know Tai Chi at all, and he didn't suggest you go anywhere. He just said he'd teach her privately. Meaning what? That he okay, would. I have a special Chi? name for that. What's that? There is a special name. I for have that. a special name for that. I call it salad bar. 
people learn a little bit of one thing. This, I saw this happen. Uh, uh, I could go back to Chris Petrelli's school because this is where everything went down that I saw this. People would come in and learn one disarm or, or a compression and go back to their other school like they were king shit and be like, oh, I know this. And it was the only thing they knew. They couldn't tell you how to get to that point or I wouldn't do better. Here's this one thing we have. And it's like a salad bar. They pick and choose the things that they, they can get from other schools and they go trotting back to the main school and then try to act like they are the, the keepers of the gate or whatever you want to call them. And right. They know yeah, but he didn't even know Tai Chi. this one thing. Yeah, and it's like, and, and they they never stuck around because they can never come back and, and face Chris or any of us, look any of us in the eye again after they went back yeah. to their school and said, oh, I know this, the, 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 the first three moves of the Pangamut form or what have you. I saw yeah. this so many yeah. times, and I still see it to this day. People, they come into my school, and then I never see them again, and then I see them on, on YouTube or Facebook, and, oh, I'm doing this this uh, choke series. I'm, well, okay, how did you <laughs> – I know yeah, you got and, that from. I know, exactly. You know, I, you know, I would have seen – and that on YouTube, you know, like if someone like, you know, came out with like 10 moves of the Pengamut series or whatever and, 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 and made it their own, putting the first yeah. on YouTube, oh, hell no, hell no, signed the mm-hmm. director of that same damn Pengamut series. <laughs> <It's funny>. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in Seattle? How about I show you how to do it right, you know? <laughs> no, really, no kidding. And I see that, and I go, "Are you kidding me? What are you?" But to them, this is now on one on one section of the spectrum. This is the biggest thing they've ever seen because all they've seen up to this point is angle one, angle two, and then they get right. this really complicated disarmor. You know how Chris was; he'd love to have like a a forty move, complicated wordy thing that you would do, and it had like fifty eleven disarms in it. Yeah, we had that. Um, they get this one disarm. It'd, it'd be like the yeah, one less in one hour. It's like, did you get that? Okay, good. <laughs> Spit the chew out. Okay, no more. Of <laughs> but uh, 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 then we come running back to this, and here's this one disarm I got, and it's 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 totally mind blowing. It's, it's nothing like we've ever seen before. And I'm like, and you're picking and choosing like it's a salad bar. Like you can mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. and just run back, and, and here we're going to add this one little thing to our art, let, let alone how it's you know pulled off or how you get it in real flow. But let's not let's not talk about that. Let's just do this out of like a, a choreographed sequence of eleven moves, and hope it goes down this way, or just you know fool our fool our students until we get all the money from them or something like that. Right. Well, I, I have to say that I I, I have been uh, guilty of trying to teach Tai Chi. Um, I had my student. <laughs> I asked him if he wanted to do some Tai Chi, and he said, "Yeah." So I got him in the nice relaxed stance, and then I put the DVD in. And we both did. Oh, my lack of God. <laughs> but here's the thing. Well, least, I am sorry. I am not a Sifu. <laughs> at least you weren't trying to teach him, you know. Right. <laughs> There ain't no freaking way. I don't know the first thing, man. <laughs> That's why, you know, when you do your world Tai Chi thing, I'm sitting there in the living room trying to go with you, and I'm just like, you know, I'm too hard for this soft stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like a big oak trying to be, you know, one with the wind or whatever. <laughs> it's possible. It's just a change of mindset. It's just a change of mindset. Because, you know, I did 20 years right. of already. Before I even got 
into Tai Chi. I'm like, you know, my teacher, Yi Hong, you know, one, one time she, she, she said when I was trying to, when I was running the Yang Style 24 form, right? She goes, Rasty, uh-huh. so square. I went, excuse me, see if she goes, square. And she was square. I like it for, I like it for the, uh, for like the um, internal, you know, kind of like um, meditating type thing. And that's what I was right. doing. Outside, if you're going to go. Um, go, Maisie. Uh, that's what I was doing with this kid. He was uh, one of my kids that had autism. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to give him something else. He wasn't in the mood to do kicks and stuff like that. So I said, okay, I said, let's take Let's let's take a minute and let's do something different. You want to try something different? And you know, I've got my I've got a couple of Tai Chi DVDs that you know I've worked with, and and he's like, yeah. And he's after about ten minutes of the warm ups and stuff like that, uh, he's like, okay, I'm ready to go kick now. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't even got started. <laughs> right. So it appears that the cat um, got cut off. And it says, I can call in, there's a recording that says there are no shows scheduled in the next 24 hours. And, it hits up. and that's because our, our show on the Blog Talk radio side technically is over. So right. what we're going to do is we're Not because over. she hates us. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not because she, she hates us. Oh, wait, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm doing the business here all night. It doesn't give me the calling option anymore because it is off the air. Um, hold on. So. Oh. Let me text her real quick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Since it's off air, it it won't. I can't spell. It won't let me call out. <clears throat> so anyway, well, I guess, God, we're going to have to continue this another time. Because, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things. Or, you know, standard. You know, martial arts instructors, you know, shouldn't do. Um, I want to get more into business side, like, you know, the use of slimy business tactics, um, you know, bait and switch and stuff like that. And, you know, <clears throat> now, I guess, well, I guess I will make that another subject because, you know, there are programs in martial arts schools that work for, you know, retention for like kids, for example, you know, and it's like, for example, kids, you know, you know, I've, I've got a, I've got a program called tiny tigers and have little uniforms with tigers on and stuff like that. And they're in their little patches and, and you know, the little tiny, tiny tigers love it. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't uh, want to make it a, make it a slimy practice to say, okay, it's like $500 in payment and like $50 per 30 minute session or something like that. Right. I don't, you know, Oh God. no. So I, I think maybe another job will be, uh, you know, talking a little bit about the business and the martial arts, um, because, you know, I'm a firm believer, be good martial artists, but maybe some of us aren't good at running the business and vice versa. You could be a very good business person, not know a lick know how to or know how to teach, not know a lick about it at all. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think I'll be in one. 
So anyhow, um, any last comments about what not to do as a martial arts instructor? Let me start with Janie. Any last comments? Never give private um, lessons to strippers. <laughs> Look, I'm just putting it on the table, okay? I'm just putting it on the table. I noticed no one else has mentioned it. Right. Never give private lessons to strippers. Then. I've had a full six-pack of Angry pants. Orchard cider, so I'm kind of like seeing things right now. You love that. Oh, my gosh. Time, the last time you called, you were drinking Angry Orchard. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's good it's stuff, good man. Stuff on you, though. It is. It is tasty. I love it too. I love it too. <laughs> Jamie, good. Oh man, don't just <laughs> treat your. Don't ever call in again. Okay, sorry. <laughs> don't ever call in again. Katie <laughs> got me flustered over here. <laughs> don't teach karate their pants either. Talk about oh, a big yeah. flap. Uh, Keep uh, ready when you piss. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? With a big hi <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week, just be good to your students. Line three. We're just going to ignore him and just go for something else here. <laughs> Bobby, so sorry. <laughs> We're going to drop him on line three. <laughs> yeah. We're just line ignoring three, just line three. We don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, you know, honestly, though, Bobby, I really like your insights. And I, I love when you call in. That's that's so awesome. Thank you for calling in today. And it's awesome it's, when I'm sober, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like two different bodies. <laughs> two different bodies. You got two heads there? <laughs> He's like this all the time. Well, you like my head on beer, yeah. <laughs> He's like this all the time. Just me, just me myself, and I, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's three of us. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, all right. Well, let's let's do this sign off for now. Um, Because, yeah, now it's running me down. It's like a, a minus however many minutes. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, oh, you are minus 10 minutes. Okay, I'll get off the air. So, folks, out there, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for um putting in your sense of what not to do lots of great comments out there thanks for viewing and listening and special thanks to Kathy Long who dropped out and can't call back and thanks Bobby Edmonds and Jay Clark and Liza thanks everyone we'll pop to everyone next week and keep an eye out on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page give that uh, give page a thumbs up like and uh, you'll find out what we're going to be talking about next Sunday at, at 6 talk to everyone next time Bye, everybody. Bye, Bobby. This episode brought to you by Angry Orchard Cider. <laughs> <laughs> the Angry Apple. <laughs> Good night. When you've got time to Good, night, well, filter down. <laughs> Good night, Rusty. Take care, everybody. Friday, Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, we'll see everybody next time. Bye, everybody.
one. Thank you.